0: Hello and welcome to episode 149 of Relics of Ore. I'm your host Greibach, and joining me this evening are Kate and Vrabin or Spirit and Vrabin. Whatever. Spirit, how are you doing this evening?
1: I am doing fantastic. As we speak, I am in the process of crafting Sunrise As in, I'm chucking all the stuff in the forge right now.
0: Yeah, and I'm so, so bitter that you got another precursor. (laughs) I just... I really... mm, You'd think that I'd be happy for my friends, but I'm not. I'm bitter and awful. Um, But seriously, congratulations. Um, And uh, how are you doing this evening, Rabin?
2: I'm doing pretty well. I got a drop for the beta access when I was doing silverways the other day, which I think is unfair, because I know Spirit has spent... An untold amount of hours there and i and i got it like in between jobs i had five minutes to play and i was defending i think it was purple base and it's like here's the drop i'm like whoa well i'm logging off now
0: so which would you rather have a precursor or a beta invite
2: i think i would rather have a precursor no i don't know <laughs> i don't want to craft a precursor but i wouldn't mind having it to uh get sell it for gold so i guess i'm either one's good
0: <laughs> that's fair uh yeah. Anyway, well, I guess without further ado, let's just dive right in to talk about uh, the news this week, which is all about the Guardian Elite specialization, the Dragon Hunter. Does anybody want to lead in on this discussion?
2: It didn't seem very Guardian esque to me, but I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, I, I. That's sort of a, a common sentiment that I think I've seen a lot. Is the Chronomancer feels like an extension of Mesmer, but the Dragon Hunter sort of feels almost out of nowhere, I guess, which is I don't know, it's interesting. What do you what are your initial like gut reaction, Spirit?
1: Um yeah, it I don't know, cuz it was it was very I knew so we knew that like the Guardian was coming and as I was reading it, Meet the Dragon Hunter, I went, is this am I looking at the right thing? And then yeah, I was and um kind of throughout the week, it went up uh, just as at first it was very uh very hesitant i mean the i think i do really think it suffered coming off the heels of the chronomancer which was so oh man that is op and it's got all these new abilities and there's all these cool combos we can see immediately from it and there's just all this very cool stuff with the chronomancer and then the dragon dragon hunter came out and it was very it sounded sensible and balanced <laughs> and kind of not so complex to play and we went okay cool yeah. I think that's it's... what we
2: touched on in the last episode. I mean, who can beat a fast casting for everyone?
1: Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it is definitely going to provide some interesting discussion on the contrast between this and the chronomancer, because like you said, the chronomancer introduced very very obvious and straightforward power just from the descriptions of it. And we obviously don't know the ultimate balance points on any of these things, but listening and listening to and reading about the chronomancer feels like it's really really powerful and it doesn't
2: another yeah having another week to mull over it i really think they're gonna have to put those numbers high because just the mechanics on the chronomancer seem overpowered
0: yeah they're they're really strong but um yeah so and and also yeah anyway so i guess um yeah well so i guess i know that a lot of people are really upset well maybe not upset but just really really down on the name and i know that john peter's posted a, a post that sort of the idea that they had in their mind was that they were trying to be evocative of the idea of like witch hunters or like demon hunters those types of things from sort of classical fantasy um, and I don't know why that just sort of falls flat for me maybe it's just because dragon hunter isn't really an established fantasy thing whereas both of those other ones have much more Established roots, I guess, in in classical fantasy telling. You guys have any thoughts?
2: Well, maybe what Arena is trying to do, they want to say say that the dragons are the demons of uh, of Tyria. Then is that what they're trying to say there?
0: Yeah, I mean, basically, like the idea that you know, many people, you know, say the the idea of like demon hunters from Diablo. It's like, well, everybody kills demons, but like the demon hunter, that is their that is their dedicated oath, you know, as it were. Is like that is their that is their purpose is to do that which you know and so the the closest analog to that in the guild wars especially guild wars 2 universe is the dragons obviously so
2: yeah um, and i suppose if they're guardians then they're what they're guardian terrier from would be dragons so that sort of makes sense but it isn't evocative like like a witch hunter or a demon hunter is like you said i mean if they're trying to do that i don't get that feel from it
1: yeah they one of the i wish i could remember where i read this because i'd like to credit the person who said it but um they said basically it flies in the face of what they were trying to do with the lore about the Elder Dragons, where they're not necessarily evil. They're very much a force of nature, and um, hurting us is kind of a byproduct of their natural function, if you will. Kind of like an earthquake or something. Like it yeah. happens and it hurts us, but it's not unnatural. So I don't know. I think that... the
0: thing for me that perhaps makes it feel a little bit weird is that Guardian, even though it plays that stereotypical archetypical role of the paladin or you know of the the holy warrior is intentionally separates itself out by calling itself a guardian and not something that is overtly offensive or overtly militant like some of those Mm -hmm. other words have that connotation and so it's it would be a much more natural transition to have like paladin to inquisitor or paladin to demon hunter or something like that than guardian to dragon Hunt, like i even though i even though they sort of both are coming from common roots they sort of went one they sort of veered left with the guardian naming convention and then veered right with the dragon hunter naming convention but i i mean ultimately i don't really care that much i mean it's just a name you know i i do know that a lot of people were complaining about the name thief before guild wars 2's launch um being overly generic and sort of like implying that you're well, a bad guy
1: yeah i was definitely on the on the disappointed side not yeah not in the sense that i am with dragon hunter but it just seemed like such a downgrade because I, I think a lot of the assassin players from guild wars 1 were like oh yeah this is our thing and then we got downgraded from assassin to like pickpocket
0: yeah well but i think it's it comes from a similar place of of the name uh-huh. is significant but at the same time like do you, how much do you care about that now about Thief? not at all yeah. d
1: I, I don't think long term this will have any any impact at all. Like people yeah. just want to gripe about it right now.
0: Yeah. And I mean again, like like you said, Vraven, I think it's partly a big part of it's because it's coming off the heels of the Chronomancer. Um you know, I mean Chronomancer's so evocative and it's such a callback to Guild Wars One. You know, I think a lot of people were sort of expecting that after the Chronomancer that perhaps many of the specializations would be Guild Wars One named or themed and uh, i mean obviously we don't know the names of any of them yet other than these two but i guess we know druid but um you know i i know a lot of people are expecting things that were in guild wars 1 be it paragon or um warrior
2: could be the paragon still perhaps uh,
0: could be um or you know things uh, a lot of names that were associated with the white mantle who sort of aesthetically were similar to guardians even though they're not really but um, yeah, yeah, but going back know.
2: to what Spirit said, I am going to gripe if you know the main canon character. Say we lose a Bram or something, or maybe Bram. Yeah, we lose Bram, and we get a new you know compatriot to hang out with, and they're a Slavari and they're a dragon hunter, and they become the hero of everything. I will gripe.
0: <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think we're gonna lose any of the biconics. I think that. I would not be surprised if all of them took up the specializations. We already have evidence of several of them doing so, and it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it would be much of a stretch to extend that further for most of them.
2: Ooh, so what is- so is uh, uh, the little Azura girl- what's her name? Timmy. Timmy. Timey. Is she an engineer, then?
0: Uh, she's an elementalist, isn't she? She's or is an she an engineer? To... I don't know, that's why I asked. That's a really good question. I don't know, she never Zoe's really uses skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she- yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw some speculation that perhaps uh, Bram... She's
1: an engineer.
0: Okay. Oh, I go. just
1: looked it up, sorry.
0: No, no problem. Uh, yeah, I saw some speculation that Bram might take up his mother's longbow, you know, and, and him being yeah. the guardian sort of oh, take up that hybrid cool. role. Yeah, I mean, that would be really neat if that's indeed what happens. And it's its very obvious, um, you know, the foreshadowing with, with Marjorie and the greatsword necromancer... And, and
2: if he takes up his mother's longbow, is she going to be around anymore? Is the big question.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean that's a good question. Um, yeah, but anyway, let's. Uh, we're <laughs> we're kind of going off on a long tangent already, but uh, speaking so longbows, you know that's uh, that's what they get. How do you guys feel about this as a weapon, as the weapon that they get? What were you expecting, or were you are you excited? Or are you disappointed?
2: I was expecting well, this may have been just from trailers and things back when Heart of Thorns news just broke, but I was expecting them to get bows. I wasn't expecting them to be manifesting this light energy into something solid. I didn't. It, it makes sense, but I wasn't expecting the Guardian to go there.
1: Um, I definitely was expecting the longbow as well. I think it just um, it's kind of been a popular community theory for a while. Um, and I was definitely on board with that. I think it fits really well in with their their current weapon sets and as a a different option um so yeah i was expecting it and i think it 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 does fit it well i'm a little bit hesitant i'm not sure how widely used it will be in the stuff i kind of do like i think i don't see pve meta shifting from get close cleave with the melee weapon i could see it Um, taking the
0: place of staff potentially in some in some cases where you need that long range element because that's i really feel like that's the best um argument for it was that the the range capacity of guardians was fairly limited you know the longest being the scepter which was not a super long range weapon um but bows in general just aren't that popular or that meta in this game at least not in pvp or pve rather sorry um yeah you know because of things like projectile Uh, blocking and and things like that but at the same time having a having the ability to have a long range weapon is very valuable in some meta circumstances so um yeah it's interesting
2: yeah but then again what do you think when i was reading i'm thinking the same thing they are saying oh yeah we're giving guardians range and we're giving them access to more conditions and i'm thinking why do guardians need to do everything they already can do everything they don't really need that to succeed but i don't know
0: you know, I don't think they're going to have as strong of a... Fo- well, I don't know. Some of those traits that they... Did you guys see the, the Ready upstream about showing off their traits and traps and stuff? That one I didn't see.
1: Yes, I-, I did see that one.
0: Yeah, well, so I guess that segues sort of well into their traps. So this is the second profession now that we've gotten that is getting a new skill type for them, but an existing skill type for a different profession or multiple different professions. Which we
2: did see with the Chronomancer taking wells from Necromancers.
0: Right, that's what I mean. But it, yeah, it it just further establishes that pattern of of getting new skill types rather than new new for their own class rather than uh, extras of uh, extras of a type that they had. Because a lot of people were speculating early on that guardians or warriors would get shouts, and it's sort of looking more and more like that's unlikely, given that both mesmer and guardian have gotten new types rather than continuing types they had. Um, i th- I think that the traps are interesting they certainly look a lot better than any of the other professions traps because they're not explicitly conditioned damage and they're pretty freaking big like uh, the ready upstream showed them to be fairly large um i mean interestingly i don't see that much of a synergy i've never really seen that much of a synergy with bows and traps because the traps like you want people to activate them. But the bows, you want to stay away, and like the traps sort of help you keep them away-ish, but whenever I've seen traps used, they're almost always used just to point-blank melee to just drop an AoE on somebody, just like wells were used for, for most necromancers. And yeah.
2: that's how they were used in Guild Wars 1 as well, if I remember correctly.
0: Well, Guild Wars 1, they were used that way, or they were used on choke points in PvP because there was body blocking, and so you could... You could much
2: more easily like hold a ramp.
0: Yeah, by... but from a PVE
2: standpoint, it was always face tanking. Yes, that
0: is definitely true. Yeah, dodging, dodging stance plus face tanking, uh, plus yeah. Um, I don't, did you have any impressions from the Ready Upstream Spirit on on the traps?
1: They were better. That was my main hang-up when I originally read it was the traps. Um, so they were better than I expected. And I think they have some more interesting play than thief and ranger traps for sure because if you it definitely rewards you setting them up ahead of time and then luring someone into them then trying to just drop them on them during a fight which i thought was interesting because like uh the setup time or the cast time i can't remember exactly what it was is um halved in combat oh so yeah that's, that was yeah that's kind of interesting um the damage trap i can definitely see being used um but in relation to like well, I think the line uh, of
0: warding trap thing is pretty good too.
1: Yeah. Um, but one of my one of my hangups especially with the heal is that it traps at least in their current state don't work on stationary foes. So that's going to invalidate all of those skills on a large proportion of fights. I Actually, do want I do want to say hang-ups. though like
0: does that does that are the are the test that they were using on considered immobile cuz like they didn't move but all of the traps triggered. When they were using oh. them on the ones that were standing there.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I should go poke on in Heart of the Mists.
0: Yeah, well, because it may be the case where what we commonly refer to as immobile enemies might have more of a special designation, and so that's why they're immune rather than the fact that they don't move. Um, or it may be that they're fixing that behind the scenes, which would be better. Uh-huh. Um, but i yeah uh the i i just think the 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 line of warding one will be good just because all of those effects are really strong that that corral enemies and don't let them escape um you know yet another mechanic that guardians have
1: yeah actually uh i this is sort of segueing. i hope you don't mind no go um ahead. with the the corralling and stuff i read the because all the virtues are different and that's one part that i am really really excited about and will probably consider going dragon hunter just to get the new virtues at least for a while um the Spear of justice i read as if you pierce enemies with it it will tether the enemies together and i thought that was really cool but apparently it only tethers them to you which is a shame and they can outrun it like if they go to 900 distance i think it is they'll um break the tether
0: yeah but I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you can keep moving too. But yeah, that that is, a, that is a little bit disappointing. There, The one thing I did want to mention on traits that I thought was kind of interesting slash weird, I don't know how I feel about it, is that there was a trait that made it so. I think it was all of your traps inflict bleeding on hit. And when they combined that with the one that was the spinning wheel of blade death trap, it like instantly gave 10 stacks of bleeding. And I was a little bit miffed at how easy that was with just that one trap skill to get that much bleeding on somebody. Um, when guardians have such rat like ready access to burning, and especially when burning is going to become you know a stacking sort of viable condition damage type of its own. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait until the end of this week to see how see if they have anything else to say about necromancer, one of the other premier or one of the premier condition damage classes. But um, overall, I think it's good that they aren't leaning the traps towards condition damage because that's so niche and that's a big reason that i don't think they're really ever used on the ranger
2: yeah but the virtues were cool because i didn't see the ready yet but reading about them i thought it was interesting that it seemed like they were more powerful if you use them in a a mechanic form in blocking or like spirit said piercing but they weren't the same as the old virtues where you know it's just a blanket you get a single block whereas you can put a, a wall up instead with i think it was the courage uh, not the courage. Generally. Whatever the one
0: that gives you Aegis is. Yes,
2: exactly. So I thought that was interesting, and it was neat that that you can change it up, because, you know, it's been so static ever since Guild Wars came out, your F1 through whatever skills, and I hope that's becomes a theme with these uh, specializations, that you can mix that up, because, you know, it's been F1 through, or some, like, Steve only has F1, but F1 through F4 on some classes um, with different things, and to change that kind of makes, puts new life into the class, I think.
0: I think it's really interesting that Chronomancer appears that it's just adding a new additional F skill, whereas whereas uh, Dragon Hunter is fundamentally changing the F skills when you take it. Um, I I think it's good that they're willing to do both uh, on a situation by situation basis, and I think it's Mm -hmm. I agree with what you said. I think it's really smart that a lot of the new virtue mechanics for Dragon Hunter are much more situational awareness and skill based uh in in terms of what you're saying with you know piercing and things like that where you actually have to actively be paying attention to make the most of it instead of just firing them all off like you need to, which makes them more powerful
2: if you're paying attention but less powerful if it's a clutch well for aegis it'd be like a clutch block but yeah there's there's a there's a disparity there that is interesting
0: yeah it's it's sort of potentially a higher amount of effectiveness but the trade-off is that as a baseline it may be less effective in a general circumstance or in a moment by moment thing so i which i think is great it's good design
1: uh for the record i did just test this um traps seem to be working on stationary foes at least if those things in a part of the mists yeah it's that of the mists there's so many of the mists in this game um if those account is stationary, then yeah, the traps are working on them, and I had outdated information.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't used a trap in so long, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So, you guys mentioned talking about potentially just taking Dragon Hunter for the F skills. How do you feel about that as opposed- like, um, how should I put this? Uh, what- how how do you see yourself personally using dragon hunter like do you foresee it mostly would you be con- willing to give up a trait line just for the f skills or just for the bow or just for the traps or um would you sort of go like all in and go you know bows traps f skills obviously in terms of your build making cuz we know that by taking that trait line you will get access to all of those but um like do you what percentage do you see yourself mixing and matching with those?
1: I think it'll definitely be on a case-by-case basis. Um, for example, like with the Chronomancer, I think I'll probably go all in and try and get all the wells and all that kind of synergy. But on the Dragon Hunter, I'm definitely thinking my the stuff that I run is already in a good enough place that I like it where it is, and switching out the... The trait lines that help my virtues with the trait lines that help my new virtues will not change up the build so much as the functionality of those three skills. Mm -hmm. So I'm, and I'm totally fine by that, with that, by the way, I think you should be able to pick piecemeal as much as you want into a specialization or not.
2: Yeah, I really hope the same thing. I would rather try these new traits and still use, say, a mace or something these new virtues rather and still be able to use my mace and hope it works that way because and even be able to mix and match instead of taking all three of them i think that would be cool the whole piecemeal idea um create new things that you can do with guardians and make them more interesting
1: yeah i'm actually (laughs) i'm stupidly excited about the prospect of using leap of faith on the great sword and then wings of resolve and then like renewed focus and then another wings of resolve and by then leap of faith is back up so (laughs) across the map
2: that reminds me, what is up with that leap of faith thing? It didn't—I didn't think it was illustrated very well in the video. What was going on there?
1: It's a targeted leap, so it's not like a—it's not like a shadow step or teleport, like existing targeted skills. Um, think of it more like your hammer burst skill. Yeah, or the uh, um. What's it? The Lightning Crystals and Dry Top, where it'll kind of like propel you in that direction where you target it, and then when you land, it will heal and do additional effects depending on your traits.
2: Oh, that's kind of cool. So it does give something that Guardians seem to be, well, maybe not seem to be, but might be lacking a little bit for jumping puzzles then. Because it seems like I can't think of anything Guardian can do in jumping puzzles that other classes can do.
1: Well, yeah, I guess they can do leap of faith, which gets you there, but it's hard to target. So yeah. I'm just more excited about like launching myself into a fight. I can really, I really like my meditation guard. It's yeah. gonna be super
0: annoying in PvP. Like, just think about how annoying it is to catch thieves on certain classes because they can just like <laughs> teleport and jump away. And same with warriors when they like spin to win and then great sword five away, and they're just gone. And then having, I wonder, having quad leaps on guardians is gonna be so frustrating. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a... I'm curious about this one, because I don't know the height on it or the distance or anything. It would be hard to judge without messing around with it. But I wonder if, because it works like the lightning crystal, if you could, like, leap over walls and stuff. Because that would be really annoying to just, like, whoop, whoop into the, the middle of Stronghold, and then whoop, whoop, whoop out.
2: <laughs> That'd be pretty ridiculous. The
0: sound effects are great, by the way. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds yeah, right know.
2: on Mario 64 right there.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see when uh, you know, when we get either access to it via beta or just in general when we um... I hope
1: so. I really hope so. Like with all the beta portals dropping and them giving us the first two with the third to come next week. I really hope that they let us preview those in beta because I really want to get my hands on it and also I think it would help the game, but mostly cuz I want to get my hands on it. I'm selfish. Uh, shall we talk about tomes getting removed?
0: Oh, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Go ahead, since you yeah. remembered to bring it up.
1: Um, so basically, when they, when they told us about Guardian a little while back, they were like, okay, tomes are in a weird place. We don't know what we're going to do with them. And now they're like, okay, we've decided that tomes are no bueno. And we're going to take them away with hopes of bringing them back in a future specialization, because they actually really like them. They just can't get them to work within kind of the existing framework. So what they've done is they've turned the support tome into a signet, which is like the big burst heal on that tome. And the other one, the offensive tome, is now a shout called Fear My Wrath, which gives quickness and fury. Um, At the surface, I'm very pleased with both of these changes, because traits will impact them, and they are much more useful in that state than... Than, um, the tomes um definitely sad to see the tomes going, but excited to see them coming back in a specialization, maybe because I think they can make much better use of them if they fully support them instead of like two random skills of one type um with each different signet or like the signet and the shout each um the signet I'm a little bit worried about because it seems at least now I think it's on a thirty second cooldown or one of one of them's on a thirty second cooldown one's on a an hundred and eighty. Maybe I got that mixed up. I think the signet's 180. Um, yeah, I would no ha- it is. It would it have is. to
0: be given the amount of like blocking and blinding yeah, no, and I healing. Remembered. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so the signet is on a 180 second cooldown, but I think it's still a little bit it gives it puts guardians in a much 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 better place to do any kind of healing than say an Ellie so like a water Ellie and a guardian right now are kind of competitive for who can dish out the most healing or like the best defensive support and I think that would put guardian like miles ahead in terms of what it's able to do for, for defensive support especially in think of like things like the Vine Wrath escort event and you've got a couple guardians with the signet on that can just instantly heal your your carrier to full whenever they feel like it uh-huh. so I think that's a little bit um, yeah just for in terms of how it how it um sort of makes guardian a necessity not not a necessity but such people an will treat it like that,
2: that yeah such an optimization that people don't want to be without it so they'll forsake other right.
3: classes
0: right and i mean yeah and it, it just goes back to some of what we were talking about last week which is that guardian already provides several mechanics that are fairly exclusive to guardian and so or or that they are arguably the best at and it, Adding or reinforcing any of those without doing so for other classes is always somewhat worrisome. But again, I mean, all of this is very up in the air and, and not, not final or anything, but it's definitely something to watch out for.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other thing is, um, this might just be my, my personal opinion, I guess, um, but Fear My Wrath with the Quickness and Fury... Um, I'm kind of actually annoyed about the prevalence of quickness or, like, how many things seem to be getting quickness. Um, I liked it as a sparingly but cool, like, effect that you got when you have an opportunistic burst. But with um, the shout now that gives it to allies and Mesmer's getting double time warp and all that kind of thing, I feel like it's going to be more of a maintenance thing than a it appears and there's this moment of, okay, go, 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 unload everything, and then it's it's off for a long time. I think it's, I'm a little bit worried that it's going to be too prevalent. That might just be personal opinion. I just think it's kind of dumb to have it more as a thing you maintain like might instead of a sparingly awesome buff.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I'm a little bit, uh, I feel a little bit both ways about it because on the one hand, it's, it's sort of yet another one of those things that I get annoyed that basically only one class had access to it in a wide group setting, being the Mesmer. Mm. Um, so on that on that front, I guess, if they want quickness to really legitimately be a thing, and especially if they're expanding Mesmer's ability to hand it out, literally by double in an encounter, um, then I guess I kind of like spreading the wealth a little bit, so that it sort of de-emphasizes the necessity for any one class, but then putting it on Guardian is sort of the last class I would put that on, so...
1: Yeah, actually, that's a really good point, because I was just thinking how they're, with reflects, they're already so strong, and they deal decent damage. Now you've got... Super the... heals
0: and or super quickness.
1: Right, and quickness now being a buff would um, benefit from boon duration, and, and
2: the shout thought...
1: cooldowns and additional effects from the shouts, so that just kind of cements their place in a little bit more
2: and and looking at the show notes here we thought that they weren't op compared to the chronomancer but it turns out they might be well that's not a that's
0: not a dragon hunter thing that's that's just base that is yeah you know uh oh speaking of elites and dragon hunter that's a great segue that was so freaking underwhelming holy cow the the dragon hunter elite did you like oh my gosh i thought that was super underwhelming like i guess a trap that pulls people in and holds them there for a couple seconds like two seconds like i mean first of all defiance is eh. i mean maybe in pvp but Uh an elite trap that all that it does is basically just like pulls enemies to the center for a couple seconds when you've already got a class that can put down literally walls of you can't leave here which basically does the same thing is i don't know i thought that was incredibly underwhelming and now especially cementing yeah. that when we are talking about all these like crazy new versions of their elites that they're getting that are so good it's like okay
1: actually in relation to and this goes back to the chronomancer but the way you phrased it reminded me of the chronomancer elite which is gravity yeah. well which pulls them to the middle three times and then floats them and they're talking about nerfing it yes but that is is so much stronger than the trap
0: yeah exactly it's like it's actually insane um i don't know yeah it's just i was super underwhelmed when they showed that on the on the stream but i mean whatever i there's no way i would have taken it anyway unless it was insanely insanely good just because renewed focus is so good and presumably these new tome alterations are sound really good
1: yeah i'm actually i'm really excited about the prospect of maybe not having the same elite on my bar all the time, because I don't know the last time I took Renewed Focus off my Guardian.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the
2: only elite I've ever used on my Guardian.
0: I mean, me too. I use a shout build, so all like right off the bat, the offensive shout is already way up there for me, so. Mm-hmm.
2: But I was glad when you started talking about tome removal that I still get to keep my uh, leveling tomes. I thought there was something I didn't hear about. (laughs)
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God, Riot. That would be so bad. Like, after they introduced the (laughs) Laurel change where you get a million level-up tomes, if they just went, like, by the way, those don't do anything now. I hope you use them. (laughs) That would have been so... (laughs) I know, I'm
2: like, oh, no. No Day 1 Level 80 Revenant.
0: (laughs) That would have been so rage-inducing. I don't even... I can't even... I can't even start on how mad that would make me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> As it stands, speaking of that, this is a little minor side tangent, but I'm gonna have enough to make like two full level eighties by the time Heart of Thorns comes out. Like I already have enough for an eighty plus ten or so. Uh I'm gonna have a lot of level up tomes by then just from dailies.
2: I hit yep. sixty the other day, hit sixty tomes, so I use the level twenty ticket that I'm sure everyone already has some of the at least veteran players. And yeah, like so I decided to use Yeah, so I decided to use my uh, my experience writs that you get for dailies, and I used that on my engineer the other day, which is the only class I don't have to eighty. And she was at sixty five, and eighty eight writs um, gave me five levels. Oh,
0: that's not very no, much. Yeah, that's pretty
1: good. Just maybe I that's think it's really good.
2: good. It was a little less than I expected, but yeah. But just for anyone you know who's saving those up now, you know, generally.
0: Are those a uh, percentage of a level-based, or are they flat experience-based?
2: They're a percentage, it looks like, because I was just clicking on them, and it looked to be, like, maybe an eighth of a Well, maybe a sixteenth of a level each time, maybe, around there. Yeah,
0: I was just wondering if it would be more effective to use them after your level 20 scroll and before any other scrolls, but I, I've never used one, so there you go. Oh, uh, yeah, so I... We sort of mentioned this a little bit with the conditions... Um, not being the focus of the traps but at the same time having that trait that makes your traps do bleeding um, I thought I thought that might really legitimately they might be able to finally have a, a real condition build with that sort of aforementioned flaming ball of deathomancer uh, set uh. of torch traits so I think it'll be really interesting to see if they make that because if they do the other trait changes or the other changes that they've talked about with you know, obviously making burning stack and potentially raising or eliminating the condition cap. Um, you know, uh, condition builds may actually legitimately have a decent place now again. Uh, so uh, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't have a problem with guardians having a viable condition spec. Like, it doesn't as long as they're not the best condition. Like, as long as they're just sort of you know competitive with the other condition specs. That I, I think that'd be a really unique way of accomplishing it with. You know, constantly lighting yourself on fire and throwing out fireballs and setting down traps that like explode and do bleeding stacks and then like, oh, yeah, I mean, that actually sounds really cool. So uh, I hope that comes to fruition. I think that'd be really neat. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's it's we're all just in such a weird place on this one. It's I don't yeah. think. Th- yeah, I don't think
2: that going I any think a us lot is- of it. Go ahead. A lot of it's also the Chroma was just so amazing that it's hard to live up to that in in a way. We were blown away with the mechanics and the powers of that. This just seems kind of lukewarm in comparison.
0: Yeah, I I think it's partly that, and yeah, it's I mean, again, we don't we know so little of this of the elite specializations uh, that it's hard to. Obviously, there's a hugely different reception between the two. And it's hard to tell exactly where this is going to fit on the spectrum, because I think everybody knows that Chronomancer is going to be a huge hit. And mm-hmm. I think all of us are sort of looking at this, sort of scratching our chins, you know, sort of thinking, hmm, yeah, okay, I could maybe see something or other, you know, I mean, God, it
1: seems more niche, like, I, I can definitely see niches in which um, the Dragon Hunter fits in well. Um And it makes me wonder whether this is a better representation of what elite specializations are supposed to be.
0: Yeah, Um, I wanted to bring that up. Why don't you go ahead and keep talking about that?
1: I just... My thought Uh, train derailed. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I just... I don't know how to, like, phrase the next part. But yeah, it just... It makes me think that this is actually what it's intended to be, where the elite specialization fills this niche role, and... It's got all these tools that it additionally brings to the Guardian, but is not required. Whereas Chronomancer seems like it does all those things, but almost too strongly to the point where you have to be a Chronomancer to be competitive.
0: I think I, yeah, and I think one of the key things that makes me feel like, ironically, after raving about the Chronomancer, but also not ironically because we sort of complained it seemed too powerful. One of the things that I think really sort of cements me sort of liking the Dragon Hunter, I keep wanting to say Demon Hunter. The Dragon Hunter is that it changes your F skills. Like you have if you take that spec line, you no longer have the old functionality. And so there in say spirits case where that if that's what she's after then that's great because that's Mm -hmm. you were literally going for that change but perhaps in my case if i wanted to stay with my sort of more supporty altruistic healing build or whatever um maybe i would have preferred the older ones but i would have wanted some of the new traits and so if i it, it it creates a much more uh Because it forces things to change as opposed to just purely adding. I think that's the thing. The Chronomancer feels purely additive. The only thing that you lose with Chronomancer is having a third trait line from one of the originals. But you just get a new and amazing shatter. But as far as we know, it doesn't change your other shatters. Maybe it does and we just haven't been told that. But the fact that it changes your virtues fundamentally is a reason that you may not want to change to a Dragon Hunter. And I think... Having those reasons that you may not want to change makes it a much healthier place.
1: Yeah, I know. I definitely agree with that. So I guess we just have to see more because uh, it's really hard to say just based off two specializations. So I mean, yeah. Arena Net, Arena Net, come on, help us out here.
2: This is yeah. relics of ore, speculation city
0: yeah it's i mean yeah we definitely have two data points and they definitely feel very different from one another so it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how the rest of these fall out here and like it's especially interesting to me because next week we're getting or this week i guess later this week we're getting the necromancer which has been my diehard main for this entire game i mean guardian was like my second main but really at heart i've always been a necromancer and i always wanted necromancer to be uh better <laughs> and so i'm really excited to see what happens with this next so what specialization. do you want to
2: see on a necromancer greatsword
0: oh my gosh i don't even know um i think i'm actually well i mean personally stylistically i love great swords i always have i've always thought that two-handed or hand and a half swords are really cool in fantasy in general so uh, stylistically that's very exciting for me i know i i i bought um you know i bought a great sword skin in anticipation for my necro that i'm not giving to anybody else and so just that alone is is just cool enough but i think i'm most excited to see how they how they mess with your f mechanics because and i guess i'll go into that a little bit more but tough love critic uh and i it, we're discussing a little bit about the necromancer and he's you know written a couple um pretty pretty good in-depth pieces on the problems that the necromancer currently has and i pretty much agree wholeheartedly with them and a big part of it is that death shroud's existence is something that is potentially so strong that they i feel like they have overly hamstrung the class in other ways and also Uh, depending on your build if you're a power builder if you're a condition build only half of your death stroud is going to be useful to you basically um and it doesn't it completely doesn't change with anything else in your build whereas at least half or more of the other professions f mechanics are build or um weapon dependent you know like warriors burst skill changes with the weapon that you have equipped uh elementalists Changes based, you know, changes your skills based on the weapons you have equipped. Engineers change based on which utility kits you have, and also the fact that they have utility kits is effectively a class mechanic. Uh, thief doesn't exactly with its F skill, but it does with its initiative mechanic, which is sort of the other thief unique mechanic. So you know, which again, your weapons are hugely important in how the initiative mechanic and you know timing works, um, and. So there's there's a lot of these classes that have these already existing um, shifting or situationally dependent F skills or unique mechanics and death shroud is kind of it's the same for every necro build and it either either one half or the other is effective and so I'm really I'm really interested to see how how the death shroud mechanic changes or is tweaked or is added to especially after having seen the chronomancer and how like how cool and interesting that F5 Shatter skill is. Um, So I'm really interested to see how that works out. And I'm always really interested in traits because uh, traits, I mean, traits make your build distinct from just what skills you have. And so, um, yeah, so I guess I would say the the two biggest things for me is, is how your unique class mechanic factors in and uh, how your traits either make their own cohesive build or um, augment or change existing builds. So, uh yeah that's how i that's what i'm excited for do you think you play necro really
1: uh it's no <laughs> 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 to be quite frank i've leveled uh two of them and uh as i was doing the second one i was like yeah i kind of like necro but i didn't really get rid it into the first time so i'll i'll really focus on it this time and see if there's something i like and it just it hasn't stuck with me as one that i play regularly um i have a tremendous amount of respect for people who play necro i've run um, one of our guildies plays a Berserker Dagger Lifesteal Minion Master build and I've seen him do crazy stuff with this build that I haven't seen you know, Berserker Warriors do so I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who play them well and are intimately familiar with the builds um, but yeah it just hasn't been one that I regularly revisit
2: I uh since I played Guild Wars 1 a lot more than I played Guild Wars 2 I just had more time to do that back then I had two mains, and my character that I played solo was my Necromancer. My character I played with my friends was my Mesmer. So, and I played a Life Siphon Mesmer in, I'm sorry, Necromancer in Guild Wars 1, and I really liked it. I've been trying to recreate that in Guild Wars 2, but never really got the feel for it, and then kind of dropped off not playing it. Um, my second 80 in Guild Wars 2 was Necromancer, so I've enjoyed it. I've picked it up a little bit again since the uh, Silver Waste have started because I think Silver Waste is a great place to test um, any characters, um, any classes, builds. So I'm interested to get back into it and see because actually I've been playing my Necromancer a little more lately and I like a power build, which I um, hadn't been using in the past, but now as time has gone on and I've had the money to buy armor for my different classes. I like the power build, even though everyone in Relics knows I'm proponent against the whole Zergermata.
0: <laughs> yeah i finally broke down and made a power build you know i don't know five months ago or something and just just because i basically hadn't changed my necromancer build since launch and i just finally decided to play the other half of the class as it were and it is it is quite fun
2: so um well it seems to me that the Zerker works really well for warriors and negros in particular because they already have such a large health pool that they're not just going to fall over the first time they get hit
0: yeah, I mean, one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems, and again, this is also covered in the Tough Love Critic blog, but one of the biggest problems with the Necromancer is that they're entirely selfish in that they don't really do anything to help your party, and the closest thing that they do to help your party would be sort of that third theoretical role of Guild Wars in the in the quote unquote soft trinity of control, but control is so hamstrung in this game yeah, or irrelevant it's, it's...
2: that yeah. Such a shame because in Guild Wars One, there was so much that a necromancer could do for the team. Yeah,
0: because uh, like really, support in Guild Wars Two is largely reflect like things that are pure damage mitigation, so reflects or aegises or things like that, or protection is such a huge damage mitigator. Whereas weakness is not even remotely close as an Mm -hmm. as a theoretical equal but opposite version, Mm -hmm. Um, and. Uh, the other aspect of control or of, of support is generally uh, might stacking, and uh, Necro does not do that. It does not help your party at all with might. It does not have useful, um, uh, gosh, what are they called? Fields. The fields that it has are some of the worst. Nobody likes them to blast finisher or line finisher or leap finish through. So you're actually actively hurting your team sometimes if you use your wells. Yeah. Um, which is a bad feeling. And again, it, you just you don't you don't stack up those huge stacks of might that you can share with your party. So, I guess maybe if they address that in some way, I would be happy, but I kind of don't see them doing that because that seems sort of antithetical to the the,
2: the time vibe that I've always seen. The time that I've always seen a necromancer shine though in teamwork, and this is just it's not any sort of support as you were saying it's just pure damage when a mesmer drops a uh, time warp and the necromancer goes into lich form and it's like a full automatic shotgun
0: yeah it's pretty beast mode that's true but yeah it's uh anyway so yeah i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see what it is it's uh i've been i've been excited for necro greatsword ever since we started speculating about it with marjorie picking up a greatsword so uh,
1: yeah
2: yeah, and I, I like you were saying how the Death Shroud is an awesome living utility, it doesn't really, it goes with what you're saying, it doesn't really help any of your teammates, but you have to choose a build for it, or half of it isn't any good. Um, seeing that they've changed the F-Skills with the first two classes, and we know the F-Skills are going to be changing on the Ranger um, specialization because they can put their pets away, what are your F-Skills going to do then? Um, I think it shows that they're really probably going to have some sort of change, and it's interesting to see what it'll be, and I hope that it is more diverse, as you were explaining, um, whereas right now Death's Route isn't that diverse. Yeah,
1: They've said uh, straight up somewhere, um, I don't even remember, there's so many things, but somewhere they said um, the Necro Specialization will come with a new way to spend life force, so... Whether that's through skills or changing their F1, I don't know. Take that as you will. But I think that very much supports your guess, Robin.
2: It's going to be really sad when Marjorie uses up all the life force in her sword and her sister's really gone.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, I was not got... emotionally prepared for that feels bomb. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Dude, that was dark. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's. I feel like there's a mad
2: game. Well, that's Dorn another way to use there. life force if it's rooted in something that's not you.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Also, hopefully, it'll give us some sort of illumination, perhaps. On I know that some people, myself somewhat included, are a little bit salty that it feels like the Malix uh, legend for Revenants kind of does everything that a conditioned necro wishes it yeah. could
2: do. No, I agree with you.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see how that. To, pans out. So, anyway, uh, cast cast, or did we did we have anything else we wanted to say? I think I mean mostly we're just sort of saying that we're excited to talk about next week. So,
1: yay next week.
2: We're speculating for speculation.
0: Exactly.
1: Hello and welcome to Cast Cast, the podcast within the podcast about the cast of other podcasts and the style of cast of other podcasts. This week on Cast Cast, I'm trying something a little bit different. I have actually brought someone along who's got a, a community project that they would like to share. So welcome to the show, Fizzy Pedal. Howdy! So you've got a... euguilds.com is an LFG website for English-speaking
3: EU guilds, correct? Yes, correct. Um, specifically, English... Uh, uh, guilds on English-language-focused servers. And the reason for that is because I don't speak any other language. Each server has their own boards. You click on a server, and it opens up to show you the different game modes. And so each server will have the five game modes, PvE, PvX, RP, PvP, and World v. World. And then I've also got uh, sections for the general guild directory. So if you're a PvE or PvX or RP or PvP guild... Where it's not server-dependent, you can go ahead and list your, your guild in there. As a bonus, I've got uh, EU community groups boards. So you've got um, general server communities. There's there's quite a few. I think there's eight at the moment that have um, websites. Open world events communities. Um, and so that that's basically it. It's very, very easy to use. To minimize trolling, there's no comments allowed to any other posts. So you can only post a, a new thread, you can't comment on any that are there. So that should keep away trolls. Um, and we're not uh, accepting players looking for on this. It's just for guilds to advertise their presence and, and make it easier for players to find a guild.
1: So so what's what's the idea behind the like? site? How did it come to be?
3: Um, well, uh, as most players and guild leaders know, um, the looking for guild um in the community section of the gw2 forums is a bit chaotic and very very busy you've got um people from north america and all over europe posting all in one forum so posts get very very quickly buried so i decided i wanted to give a little something back to the community that's given a lot to me and um i thought one way to do that would be to uh, put something out there that was uh, very very organized and uh so that's how EUGuilds.com was born.
1: It sounds like the Guild Wars 2 forum LFGs uh, are a little bit too updated to the point where you can't find anything. But a lot of trouble we see with guild websites is that they tend to go outdated. So how are you, how are you planning to combat that?
3: Well, I'm going to be going through the, uh, the, the forums once a month and contacting each of the persons that have put posted a listing up in-game to uh, check that their guild is still active. And any that don't get back to me within a couple of weeks will just be removed. If they were active and they were removed by mistake, then I'm real sorry, but they're going to have to repost. <laughs> um, but that's how I plan to keep it uh, current.
1: All right, so how do how do guild officers and leaders who, who want to advertise to the site get
3: in touch with you? Just going to euguilds.com. They don't have to wait to get confirmation back. If they've got a ProBoards account, then they should be able to find this the site, EUGuilds.com and just go ahead and add themselves to the site. If they don't have a ProBoards account, then they'll have to register for a ProBoards account, and then they can go ahead and add themselves to the site. They um, They don't have to wait for confirmation from me. They can just get started straight away. Uh, they can go ahead and contact me through um, in game if they feel they need to. It's uh seven nine three six, or they can contact me uh, via euguilds.com via private message. Um, the site's really really easy to use, um, yeah, so I, you know, don't even have to register if you don't want to, as long as you have a ProBoards account. Um. So the
1: thi- okay, the thing that besides EU guilds that I wanted to talk about this week, was Tyrian Tomes, which is a really well-organized website that is kind of focused on picking up all of the ambient dialogue. There's some really neat lore stuff that is only kind of said aloud, and you only hear if you linger in certain areas for a long time. I could find the name of the author, but they've done a really... Really good job at kind of compiling that in an interesting way. So definitely recommend checking that out at some point.
2: Hey, does this have all of the? Does this all of the uh, all those weird speech tags that we do in in uh, in dungeons sometimes confuse people? Where we can copy stuff in.
1: It does not. I wish it did.
2: But I was kind of hoping that it might have some uh, guesses as to why some of those things are said. Some of those are hilarious.
1: I forgot about those. I need to pull those up again because holy crap, there was some fitting ones.
2: Some really good ones for you your spirit
0: all right well i think that's a wrap for this week calling it at just under an hour at least at the time of recording probably a little bit less than that after editing but uh yeah if you guys have any thoughts uh feel free to drop us a comment and thank you for listening so we will be back to you next week to talk about the necromancer specialization
1: This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofor.com, email us at relicsofor at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site, just by searching Relics of O-R-R. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a Whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.